truth is, I am Iron Man. Lieutenant Dan! Inconceivable! I got a bad feeling about this. Hello! It is us, it is I, it is he, it is we. We are back <laughs> <laughs> with another episode of Flicks and Clicks. Uh, today, excitingly, we're going to be talking about the new Marvel movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madda. Mad, mad, madness. Matt, I don't know where that came from. Um, yeah, so it's me, and I'm joined by Micah. Hey. Hello, sir. Hey. Hey. What's up? Just, yep. All right. So, <laughs> I guess we could get a little bit of house housekeeping out of the way. Housekeeping. Um, <laughs> um, uh, is there anything you want to talk about specifically um, before we dive into the multiverse? Hmm. No, other than uh, I'm still, me and my wife are still preparing for our wee child who can be born any day now. So that's really exciting and it's already exhausting because there's a lot to do. (laughs) And every time I say, yeah, it's kind of exhausting, people just kind of laugh at me. People who have kids just kind of laugh at me. They're like, (laughs) just you wait. And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, no, the whole process has been really good so far. Um, so yeah, exciting. It's, uh, I'm ready for, I'm ready for my wife to not be pregnant anymore. (laughs) Um, cause it's, uh, she has no filter. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, every once in a while I just kind of go, okay, yeah, I'm just going to walk away now. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's all good. And we, we both kind of understand this isn't forever. And so we're, we're doing good, but But Keelan, I really want to hear about something that, I mean, we haven't talked about it since you uh, returned from your uh, sojourn um, (laughs) where you went to a foreign land. So I I would like to hear about that and about all of of that entails. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just got back from... Uh, a trip to Scotland uh, came back less than a week ago, actually. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I went with a tour group. Uh, it was one of those like on a whim things that I did. I, uh, uh, there was one night where I was like, I wonder what like tour groups are doing right now. And I looked up, I clicked on the first tour group website. Um, and coincidentally, it was on Black Friday and it was a $99. Um, reservation fee and so i just clicked it and i was like whatever like it, it's 99 dollars. <laughs> if i decide not to go then i'm out 99 dollars. not a big problem um so that's how that happened but anyway yeah so i went um i left on the 14th flew from seattle to amsterdam and then from amsterdam to scotland and we spent a lot of time in uh uh glasgow which is where we flew into it's a big city um saw some castles there um, which was really fun. Um, the tour group is uh, was mostly uh, people who... There's a bit of an age difference between me and the rest of the people, um, uh, which <laughs> I was a little worried in the beginning, but it was actually a lot of fun. They were really cool people. Um, and then, yeah, so after Glasgow and seeing some castles, we went up to the Highlands and we went on Loch Ness did not see her, unfortunately. No, Nessie wasn't around? No, she must have been 
on a vacation herself or something. Um, Maybe she went to America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Switched. Wait, so I have a question. So when you yeah. say we, you don't mean you and the people that you went with because you went with no one, right? You, you're talking we, you're talking you and like your guide group. Yeah, yeah. I just went okay. by myself. Um, and that was exciting and a little scary. I've never traveled um, overseas. I've been to Mexico a, a handful of times and obviously uh, we live slash grew up. 10 minutes from the Canadian border. So I've been to Canada a couple of times. Um, but this was my first like really big trip and, and doing it a quote unquote alone, um, was, was exciting. Um, and, um, yeah. So up in the highlands, uh, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, we broke down one day, uh, in the middle of nowhere and, um, for like six hours. And so I got to kind of just go and explore, climb a hill um uh, i took some rocks <laughs> and uh yeah then we ended up going to <laughs> um edinburgh which is the capital um that city was amazing um a lot of cool the architecture there is just uh, incredible um and what's really cool about edinburgh is that um there are these little tiny alleyways all over the place that just have um it could be like uh adam's clothes that's what it's like labeled um and clothes as in c-l-o-s-e um not like clothes you wear um anyway and that's all it says and you can go into these random alleys and you can find like uh secret shops or cafes or gardens and stuff it's just it's really cool and then so yeah i was in i was scheduled to be in scotland for uh, about eight nine days and in order to get back to the u.s you have to test um for COVID within 24 hours, um, to be let in. And so we all tested the night before we left and we were all, uh, negative. And so we went to go play bagpipes and eat good food. And then, <laughs> um, we all said our goodbyes in the morning, went to the airport, got through security, all that jazz was waiting to find out what gate my plane was, um, found it out. Then I was waiting for the boarding time. And then within, like 20 minutes of boarding time, the flight got canceled um, due to a strike um, because I think a lot of airlines are understaffed and, and they're being overworked, um, which is understandable, gotcha. but it's, it, it's frustrating. Um, and so anyway, I am on the phone with Delta and trying to figure out when my next flight can be and they schedule it for the next day. And so I'm like, okay, that's, that's not, not terrible. So um, yeah. I'll, I'll find a hotel and go out the next day. And so I am like, well, I'll need to retest. And since I'm at the airport and my flight is within 24 hours of now, I'll just retest before. So I don't have to go back and forth retest. I uh, got to wait a couple hours for the results. Go to that, go to the hotels, uh, check in everything. And then I get an email that it's positive. And so now I'm freaking <laughs> oh, out. No. And so I, I quickly uh. run and, and, get a taxi to a, another testing site and, and get a, a cheaper, but test that I can take myself. Um, these tests that we were taking over there were like 60 bucks a piece. It was ridiculous. Yikes. Um, and so I retested and it was positive too. So then I had to get in contact with the tour group and ask for help, uh, and what to do and figured out I had to, um, quarantine for 10 days basically. Um, but after the fifth day I could start testing out, 
And if you get a certain number of negative tests um, over a couple days, you're you're clear to go. Um, and yeah, so I was stuck in a hotel for uh, <laughs> that. W- I from Saturday to Saturday, no, a full other week. Um, I was in a, a hotel, unable wow. to leave. Um, yeah, solitary confinement. Yeah, it was it was rough, and I had to. Um, yeah, order takeout all the time, and the only takeout <laughs> near the place that was like delivering, um, it was all Indian food, which is good. I love Indian food, but it's a lot. It's heavy stuff. <laughs> every meal, e- of every eating day. it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's it was it was bad, but uh, I made it home, which is good. I almost so on the way back, um, I flew from uh, Edinburgh to Paris. And when I got to Paris, I looked at my connecting flight and I swear, I, I checked it like three times. I swear it said 3.45 for the, the departure time. Little did I know that was the arrival time in New York. Um, and so I was thinking it was like 11. I was thinking, okay, well, I can go get lunch. I can go explore the airport. Um, the, the Paris airport is huge and it's really bougie. Um, nice. But so I was exploring and then I... Um, was there like people speaking French all over the place? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, I went to go find my gate, and at this point it was twelve forty-five. Um, oh, and no. then I, I looked at the the uh, <laughs> departure times, and my flight was departing at twelve ten. <laughs> so I thought I was stuck in Paris, and I ran to to get help and. They're like, yeah, we're pretty sure it's gone, but we'll check. And they're like, oh, no, it got delayed. You're good. They're boarding right now. And so I was able to, <laughs> I was able to get on my flight to, to come home. Yikes. I almost missed that one, too. So <laughs> it was quite an adventure for my first time traveling, but I, I managed to make it home. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess getting stuck in Scotland and then maybe getting stuck in Paris is better than like getting stuck in cleveland or something (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you have to be stuck somewhere yeah so what did you do in a hotel for a week um i well i redid my resume and uh applied to uh actually the tour group to be a a freelance tour director in the states um and i actually have an interview on monday for that um that's awesome yeah the only downside is it's part-time it's seasonal um sure and so i it's it's not something I can just pick up and, and quit my job if I get hired that I, I would need some other stuff. But other than that, I, uh, I watched, I tried to, so streaming services are all different there. Um, like HBO doesn't exist or well, HBO max doesn't exist. Uh, Amazon prime has a whole different offering. There's this show that I really wanted to watch called outlander, which apparently is huge. Everyone that was on the tour, except for me watches and reads and loves this show. Yeah, Briar likes it too. I've watched a couple episodes. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It takes place in Scotland. And so I was looking up how to watch it. And it's like, oh, if you get a Stars membership uh, with your Amazon Prime, you're able to watch it. So I signed up for that. <laughs> and then it was like, sorry, this show is not offered in the UK, which is ridiculous because it, it takes place in Scotland, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. So I, I watched <laughs> uh, a lot of anime, My Hero Academia. I watched a lot of that. Um, I watched both cheaper by the dozens uh, in a row. <laughs> uh, Movie marathon. Yeah. 
Um, Because the the actual TV stations that are offered in the hotel are awful. There's like (laughs) no good, no good shows. A lot of pool, Uh, like competitive pool. Um, Interesting. And yeah. How how many hours of competitive pool do you think that was on on the TV that you watched? I'm pretty sure it was like 24 seven. Like it never ended. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I played. Uh, I brought my Switch um, and my laptop, and so I, I I played some Animal Crossing and Zelda. And then I also um, my laptop's not like super powerful or anything, but I was able to download uh, the new Age of Empires because I have Game Pass. I played that for a little bit, which was fun. But nice. Yeah, and ate a lot of uh, Indian food. Indian food. And I had, I, there's this, (laughs) there's this drink in Scotland that's like, I don't know if it's actually their national drink or whatever, but it's like everyone, it's like a staple of Scotland. It's called Iron Brew. And it's really good. So I made sure to have that, um, with every meal. So that it's (laughs) like a soda. So that, um, also probably wasn't the most, the most healthy thing for me, but so, so then when you're stuck in your hotel, are you were you like largely asymptomatic with your positive test? Oh yeah, I um I had a stuffy nose for like three days. Um, that was you know like it. I had it was like I was crying nonstop, like my eyes were just <laughs> watering. But yeah, um, probably because of the bad pool on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but other than that, um, no. Luckily, nothing with like my smell or taste. Um, Nice. Uh, it was literally just a stuffy nose, um, and so I, I probably, yeah, I don't know if I if I got home if I was able to make my first flight and I got home and I had that stuffy nose. I don't know if I would think anything of it, because um, it was just yeah, it was really, it was really not, um, didn't hit me hard at all. So, yeah. wow, what was the coolest thing? that you saw in Scotland? Mm, that is a good question. Um, or maybe maybe if you want to answer this one instead, what was like the best day that you had? Like what was the best touring day that you were like, this day was the best? Yeah, that um, it's, it's tied between two. There's two very good um, experiences that I had. The first one was uh, my second night in Glasgow, um, we had a free night to go out and eat where we wanted to. And, um, our, we had a little pamphlet of all the recommended restaurants and stuff. And I, I didn't go off of that. I just went to Google maps and I looked up restaurants near me, um, and then sorted by like, uh, rating. And I found one that I could not pronounce. Um, and so I was like, that sounds good. And I walked there and I had really good food. I had, uh, they call it colon skink which is a weird name. It's basically like clam chowder, but without the clams. Um, and then I had lamb and then I was, I was walking back and I saw this alleyway with a little bit of hanging lights. And at this point it was like, uh, nine, nine thirty, Um, and there are a couple like benches with some people sitting there and I was like, Oh, I wonder what's going on. So I just walked down the alley and I found this, um, this bar i went in i got a beer and i sat down and then these two guys walked in and they came they walked behind me and i was thinking oh they're probably just here for drinks or whatever and then i they started tuning their guitars i was like 
Okay, so I, I flipped around to the other side of my table, and they started playing, and there was, it's this uh, uh, Irish folk band. I think Danny Kelly is what they're, they're called. Um, and they started playing these, these Irish songs, and everyone in the bar was singing along and, and like cheering and laughing and stuff. And then this girl came over, and she started talking to me, and she pulled me over to her group. And um, so I met with them, and we were just sitting there um, watching the band. And then she got up and started dancing, and she pulled me out there. And so I was dancing, and they were all singing along with this band. Um, and it was a really <laughs> cool experience. I had no idea what was going on. Um, but that, that was like awesome. A, it was a very, like... It was like I was really experiencing the city type of like, this is what these normal people are doing on this um, Saturday. Um, so that was really cool. And then the mm. other one would be um, honestly the whole time when we were in the Highlands uh, going to see those castles and um, just exploring. We we had a our hotel in the Highlands was like right on the edge of a lock. And so um, I would go out and just sit there um, and watch like the sun go down. It was just really cool. Um, and the history, there's so much history um, and, uh, there's one castle that we went to is where the, I forget what they call it. It's, it's what George R. R. Martin based the red wedding on, um, in game of Thrones, um, where these people invited a noble family over and then they had a signal and they set down, I think it was like a boar's head or whatever. When they set down the boar's head at the table, everyone's going to pull out their knives and stab these people to death. And that's what happened. And like, just hearing about all these crazy things that, um, that happened in this, in that country was really cool. Um, so yeah, it was awesome. What, so <clears throat> take back to the bar scene mm-hmm. when you, when I think about like what you're mentioning and you find some like new friends and they pull you over, like what are they talking about? And are their accents like thick, yeah, thick, thick? Like what's that experience like? Cause I've never really been like, completely out of the culture like that Uh i mean you hadn't either right and so what was that like um it was i had to ask this girl partially because it was also super loud and she we were trying to talk over the music um but i think every time she said something to me i had to ask what like two or three times (laughs) minimum um and but you know when she when she found out i was american um her and her friends started doing southern accents and (laughs) talking like a cowboy and all this stuff and nice um and yeah no we just talked about um like i honestly don't even remember what specific it was just so hard to like keep conversations going when i couldn't (laughs) you have almost nothing in common yeah you can't understand what they're saying yeah and that's that's what happened when i when i went to when i first landed in glasgow and the the customs guy was asking me all these questions and I couldn't understand what he was asking me. <laughs> like, he's like, I can't even do a Scottish accent. But yeah, it was it was rough for a while. Um, but uh, in every other scenario at like restaurants where we had to talk to servers or whatever, it was it was a lot easier because it was not so hectic. But um, yeah, that the bar was hard to understand. <laughs> but yeah, that's super cool. It was awesome. I'm already um, thinking thinking of where to go next, but are you thinking like cuz now you have this travel sense now, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you know sort of what to expect or I guess you know sort of what not to expect yeah. as well now. And so is there like a oh, I'm definitely going back to Scotland, but this part or like I'm going to go to Japan next time or what are you kind of thinking now? Um I definitely want to go back to Scotland um 
there's two things specifically that I want to do. I want to, I would love to just go back for a week and stay in Edinburgh. Um, cause it's, it's just such a cool city and I could spend all day just walking around and exploring. Um, and then the other thing is, um, hiking the highlands. There's like a trail that you can go all the way across, um, and stay at like hotels along the way. And we saw, um, a lot of people while we were driving through hiking the trails. Uh, I think that would be really fun. Um, but that's not where I want to go next. Uh, Japan is up there. Um, I know right now they're not allowing uh, tourists. I think they just opened up for people who want to like move for work and whatnot. Um, but I think there's the two main places that I'm like kind of going back and forth on is Italy um, and Egypt. And, Ooh. Um, but both of them. I would want to go with a with a tour group again, just because um, I've heard, especially in in Italy, um, like if you don't speak Italian, you're it's it's hard. And yeah, <laughs> I don't speak Italian, so sure. Um, there's that, and then um, Egypt. Um, I would want to go for the same for the same reason um, uh, with a tour group because I I doubt it would be hard. I think for me um, to find my way around and stuff there but yeah yeah i i don't know if you follow travis rulin on instagram at all mm-hmm. yeah he lives in japan now yeah he's teaching i think he's teaching english or something but i've loved seeing like all of his stories and stuff and like just the different ways that they do things there and mm-hmm. it's just super super cool and he always has really thoughtful things to say and really interesting things to say too so yeah. i really enjoyed um seeing that so japan to me is also like very like hmm mm-hmm. but i've always wanted to go to like big city japan yeah and just like see what that's like mm-hmm. um cuz yeah some of the cuz i know that big cities there are just so different than they are here in the states and so that's always been really intriguing to me but yeah i think it's really cool that i mean you're you know you're in your 20s you're a single guy you've got some extra cash Mm-hmm. you know, cause you don't have a lot of expenses. I think yeah. it's really cool that you're just like, okay, well, where am I going to travel next? Like you're in no rush to find a girl and get married and you know, you're mm-hmm. just kind of enjoying. And I think that's super cool. So more power to you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It's rocking, man. It's rocking, rocking, rocking Scotland. And so you were supposed to be there for what? Eight days for eight days. And I ended and up you were being there, there for, for like two and a half weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. But you're, uh, so did you just tell your, your work, your boss, you're like, Hey, I'm stuck in yep. Scotland right now. Yeah. And she, <laughs> she understood. So that's good. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if they don't understand, like, what are they going to do? Like, yeah, <laughs> you're fired. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> Guess I'll find a new job. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> crazy. And oh man, coming back to it's this past week has been insane at work just because there's so much to get caught up on and i'm still not in a good spot and <laughs> it's just i don't know there, i also like i i worked 45 hours which isn't i don't think that's crazy um right like just nine hour days or uh off off and on Kinda i had a, I had up. one ten and a half hour day um but there's i mean there's potential i could get in trouble for that and 
it's uh yeah anyway i don't we don't have to talk about that kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's but. not uh let's not talk about anything that'll stress us out today's yeah. saturday no work no work um no rules no rules <laughs> what's that what's that quote no uh no something plus no rules plus no rules <laughs> trail Trail Luau. Luau is, yeah. <clears throat> yeah oh man wow i guess we should probably review a movie though yeah we should we're already 25 minutes in about um yeah so today we're going to be talking about dr strange and the multiverse of madness directed by sam raimi who is famous for uh directing toby mcguire spider-man movies and a lot of horror movies as well um it stars uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Squared, actually. Benedict Squared? Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch and Benedict Wong. Oh, yeah. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> um, there you go. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen came back as a Scarlet Witch slash Wanda. And then... So, uh, I don't know. Sochi, Sochi Gomez. Yes, and she played a, a new... I think it's brand new character in the mcu um america chavez um yeah movie was two hours long ish uh and yeah micah without getting into spoilers what did you think of dr strange in the multiverse of madness <clears throat> well i will say that um most of the time when i see a movie for the first time i don't pay a whole lot of attention to the score Mm -hmm. Um, but Danny Elfman, uh, did the score for this. He works with Sam Raimi a lot. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, there was a lot of moments that the score poked out and I enjoyed that. Um, I would say it poked out and was cool, but it wasn't like, there isn't like a theme that I'm humming in my head because there wasn't like a, you know, like when we came out of the Batman, it was kind of the thing that, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's easy, bum, 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 but you know. That was kind of easy, but so there wasn't like that, but I just remember thinking, you know, the music was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, acting was really good. Um, I enjoyed that. I thought that um, I, I, I like that the MCU is sort of making it the rule, not the exception, but the rule to give creative liberties to directors now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I appreciate that. Um, however... I do not think Sam Raimi should make MCU movies that are marketed towards an entire family. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think, yeah, I think this this movie was very dark. Um, by far the darkest Marvel movie um, mm-hmm. to date. Um, like, by far. Um, and I think that it was just not marketed as that. Um, and so I think that there might be, there's a lot of parents out there who like to pre-screen things for their kids. And, um, I mean, you know, 15, 16, 17 year olds is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when a family goes and there's a nine year old and a 12 year old that go and see every Marvel movie. And most Marvel movies to date, you know, 95% of the Marvel movies to date have been, oh yeah, I don't have to pre-screen this. I know it's a Marvel movie. It's going to be fun for the whole family. Mm -hmm. This is not that way. Um, and so, that that was kind of hard for me to stomach um, the whole time was just kind of like, man, I hope there's not kids in here because they're going to be scarred for life. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dark, a lot of death. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, there's some things that I enjoyed about it, but that sort of uh, shadow of 
really, really dark themes and really, really dark stuff um, was hard for me to get past. I, I did not get past it. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Was not prepared for it. Um, this is not, um, you know, A Quiet Place Part 3. This is Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of uh, just thrown off a little bit, yeah. a lot by that. Um, still kind of reeling from it. I saw it last night, um, and so it's very, very fresh still. Um, and then I'd say visually, <clears throat> just to kind of wrap up my initial thoughts, I'd say visually um, the movie was um, entertaining visually, but um, it it sort of left me in the dust a little bit. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, practical effects, mm-hmm. and there's maybe uh, 2% practical effects in this movie, and the rest is CGI, and so... Um, you know, much like the second half of um, Shang-Chi in that way, it kind of felt more like an anime or a video game, um, which yeah. is okay for, you know, what it is. But, you know, I think back to Spider-Man um, No Way Home. That's the third one, right? I was mm-hmm. get them all mixed up. But um, I think back to that, and there just seemed to be a lot more practical effects. I mean, obviously a lot of CGI on that one too, but there just seemed to be more real humans <laughs> and practical effects in that. And so I appreciated, um, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I, my, my initial reaction to it. Gotcha. Yeah. I, um, I too watched it last night. Um, and I thought it was okay. Um, I, ha- I, I never watched the first doctor strange. Oh, so still? I yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I don't, I don't think there's really much that I missed out on, except for there's some returning characters that um, I felt were summarized pretty well in this movie, where I understood the relationship between the characters. Um, and yeah, it is dark. It's it's very uh, horror esque in at points. Um, the I I heard it explained this way: the villain of this is more like uh, like a Michael Myers type of thing where it's like always the villain is always pursuing the main characters. And, and then there's those moments where like, you know, they're chasing them down the hallways and the jump scares and stuff, which is, um, uh, happens quite a bit in this movie. Um, yeah, visually I, yeah, like you said, a lot of CGI. Um, there were a couple pretty bad looking effects, um, to not, go into spoilers um there's one effect that involved um a third eye on a character for a little bit and it i thought it looked absolutely awful like it, Wor- it like so worse bad. like worse than a video game but not like but not like a first party video game like like worse than like a b movie yeah. Like a B video game like a bad video game it, with bad graphics yeah <laughs> i agree it, yes it would look worse it would look bad for a TV show type of like <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. It was just really weird. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I thought, and I also thought the, I don't know. I've never really thought Dr. Strange to be a, a super interesting character. Maybe it's because I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> but, um, That's probably it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. And there were, there were some cool, uh, obviously multiversal stuff, um, that they played around with, uh, which was fun. Um, and yeah, this one's hard to kind of talk about without going into spoilers <laughs> at all, but yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it was okay. 
I don't think I'm going to go see it again in the theaters or anything. Um, yeah, I'll say that if you haven't seen the first Doctor Strange, um, that has, I mean, it's got so much backstory for, for the character. And so it makes me appreciate him more. Um, and I think maybe the peak of uh, Doctor Strange being cool and being like a real hero to me is in Infinity War when he's like going through the millions and different things and he says, like, uh, Tony Stark's like, which one did we, how many did we win? And he's like, one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that like him understanding the depth of what they need to do to save the world. Um, that to me is like the height of Dr. Dr. Strange being cool. Mm-hmm. And from there it just kind of went downhill, um, and still has gone downhill for me. So, um, the first Dr. Strange Keelan, uh, just so you know, is, um, directed by, I think his name's Scott Derrickson. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also directs a lot of horror movies. Oh, interesting. Um, yep. And so, uh, I think they did that on purpose, trying to get directors that can direct, you know, strange sort of things. Um, mm-hmm. But that movie was a lot more, believe it or not, a lot more colorful than this one, <laughs> even though this one was full of color. But yeah. it, was, it was a lot more colorful, just as crazy with the CGI mm-hmm. and um, was just a lot less dark in its themes. And it was not a horror movie like this was. It was more of a MCU movie. Um, yeah. It's better every time you watch it. I'll say that. The first Doctor Strange movie. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, that was pretty bad. (laughs) But the more I watched it, I think I've seen it three times now. um, I really started to enjoy it more. Um, So. Yeah. Not really sure what else to say about Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange. Um, I guess Benedict Cabbage Patch (laughs) and Elizabeth Olsen um, were really good as... Um, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a few cheeseball dialogue parts in this movie that usually there is cheeseball dialogue parts in MCU movies, but because this was more of a horror movie, it didn't really fit. Um, yeah. And so that was kind of hard to stomach at times. Just kind of like, uh, you know, they like try to, they try to get you out of the horror aspect of it by doing that every mm-hmm. once in a while and it just doesn't really work <laughs> yeah because the they're just doing the normal cheese ball mcu stuff but they should be doing like more i guess i don't know darker humor i guess i don't know to try to pull you out of it y- you know how some other horror movies do a lot yeah. better mm-hmm. um yeah um let's i'm see not it. sure i'm not sure if there's much more else to say without spoilers unless you have something um no i don't really have anything else before spoilers so yeah let's just now's your warning audience we are going into full spoilers so turn back or forever hold your peas <laughs> yeah well okay so would i recommend it without spoiling Ooh, things yeah. um i don't think so i don't think i would recommend seeing it um if you are like a hardcore super hardcore Marvel fan who has to see every piece of it, then sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't take your kids to this without pre-screening it first. Um, I mean, if your kid can drive themselves to the theater, they'll probably be fine. But if they're under that age of driving, then I would pre-screen it for sure. Or just skip it all together. And I think you're fine if you skip it all together. Um, so yeah, would I recommend it? Probably not for eight out of 10 people. 
to see this. Yeah. Would for for me, I I guess I haven't really thought of it. Um Yeah, I don't know. I mean it this this movie doesn't seem to have very much it doesn't like really connect, I feel like, to anything else really. So in terms of like the overall story of the MCU, um I don't know how uh crucial it is to watch. Um it does do more of it expands on Wanda's story. If you really liked uh, um, WandaVision and want to know what happens next with her, then um, this is obviously the next chapter of that story as well. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's dark, it's violent. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of just like as close to the middle of the road <laughs> as possible. Like it's just, I'm indifferent basically. Um, sure. Which is oftentimes like, the some it's like the worst thing you can say about a movie sometimes <laughs> like it's yes it's not bad enough to, to hate but it's like it's just like that was kind of just a waste of time but it's not forgettable either yeah at least it wasn't for me i would say but that's the, not a good thing <laughs> yeah well okay yeah we'll we'll talk about that more let's let's go into <laughs> the spoilers um yeah, man, this is violent. This, yeah. Uh, was not expecting... I don't know. Have you seen Moon Knight? Have you been watching that no, one? No, I have not. That one was always... They talked about, like, we're not holding punches. It's going to be the most violent thing you've ever seen. And it wasn't at all. Um, <laughs> and so, was this, Is this more so than that? Absolutely, yeah. This yeah. is... This is uh, like, it didn't... For me, it wasn't necessarily hard to stomach, but it was. It definitely caught me off guard because it's, it's way more violent than anything in the MCU, and so it's unexpected. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah, I don't know. I guess to to talk about spoilers, I think one of the things I disliked most about this was um, well, I liked and disliked um, Wanda's story was a lot. Well, I guess it was all intertwined. Um, but her, her character arc in this is her exact same character arc in WandaVision. Um, and she just, it it was just weird. Um, it was a lot more darker than WandaVision, but she, WandaVision, she started as a, like doing bad stuff and then she realized her bad ways and what turned good. And this one, she started off doing bad things and then she ended off realizing her bad ways. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I I feel that. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, it just it just felt like by the end of this movie that all the characters were at the same place that they started at basically. Um except for America Chavez, she she had a an arc that went in a direction that didn't loop back around, but Wanda is in the same spot and I feel like Doctor Doctor Strange, well, I guess he he kind of had an arc, I don't know. But yeah, <clears throat> I'll say in regards to the Wanda thing, um, I agree with you 100%. I thought, uh, I said this when the trailer came out. I don't know if you were with us when we were recording that episode, whatever episode it was, but mm-hmm. when the trailer came out and Doctor Strange literally walks up to Wanda and says, I'm not here to talk about Westview, um, and that's literally just like, I don't care about the show, right? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what the plot was in this for Wanda. It was like, ah, we don't care about the show. So they used aspects of the show 
to sort of, you know, tug, push and pull at Wanda's plot through the whole movie, but then just didn't use the whole uh, climax of the movie of the WandaVision show at all. Like you mm-hmm. said, she just kind of reset again to doing bad stuff instead of, I thought she had learned her lesson from that, but apparently not. Yeah. So she, instead of, spoiler alert, instead of enslaving an entire town, she just starts killing everyone mm-hmm. instead. So I was like, okay, that doesn't really make sense. Um, so spoiler alert, she is the Mike Myers of the movie um, Wanda Vision. Well, it's not Wanda. It's Scarlet Witch is yeah. the baddie, McBad, bad McGee in this movie, uh, mm-hmm. coming after you the whole time. So, um, I thought it was going to be more like Doctor Strange wrestling with himself. Um, and there's a little bit of that. Um, mm-hmm. but it was more like Scarlet Witch is the bad guy for 90% of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so her, the whole point of it is she, she wants to kill. America Chavez, who's like a 15-year-old kid um, who punches holes in the in the multiverse um, so that Wanda can get her powers to go to another universe, kill herself, and uh, assume the position of uh, other universe version of her kids. Um, and yeah, it's just weird. The whole point of WandaVision was her letting go of all that and realizing that it's not real and she can't anyway. Um, and so, yeah, she's chasing after, uh, America Chavez and, and Dr. Strange through a bunch of different universes. Um, and I honestly didn't find the other universes to be interesting. Um, <laughs> it was all just New York again, but with a different swing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one in- thing that was, <clears throat> I don't know. This this could probably says all it needs to say about the movie. But one of the most like, oh, that's interesting is when they went to a different universe and the uh, stoplights are different. So you go on red and you stop on green. <laughs> yeah. And that's like one of the most creative things they, they did. in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually true, huh? Yeah. That's like the most out of the box thinking that they had. Yeah. I was um. really expecting them to like, I mean, multiverse of madness. Like I thought it was going to go really heavily into like different variants and stuff. And it offered a couple different ones of Dr. Strange, but the whole like subplot is that all Dr. Strange's in every universe are basically the same. And sometimes they do good things for bad reasons or bad things for, I don't know. It was just, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, It just seemed like, it just seemed very, I don't know, like the America Chavez can't control her power. They kind of shoehorned it with a line later in the movie, but she, there's this part where she gets like blown into like, and they jump like three, it's between three and 17 times through different universes. And you just kind of mm-hmm. watch them go through it all. Like, one, they're in like video game looking, then they're paint and then they're, you know, themselves again, but in a different world. And so mm-hmm. they just kind of keep hopping through things. Um, and it just seemed like they ended up at the exact spot that they were supposed to. 
yeah. just kind of magically, even though she can't control her power at all. Well, there's a line later where Doctor Strange says to her, no, actually, you can control your power. You've been doing it this whole time because you've given us, you know, you've you've brought us to where we needed to be, even mm-hmm. though you didn't know where that was. And I was kind of like, okay, but that doesn't really, Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of lame <laughs> um, way of just kind of making it work. Just, oh, I guess we'll just write it into this line so that it works. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Infinity War, how Infinity War jumps around from planet to planet so much um, Mm -hmm. and how it never felt just disjointed. It never feels like too much, at least to me. Um, And the the same with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the second Guardians of the Galaxy goes a little far in that. But this, um, I would say this did pretty good with that too. Um, It just wasn't interesting um, and was just so much cgi it felt like have you seen valerian and the city of a thousand planets Mm -mm. it's terrible (laughs) and like laughably terrible but it was more enjoyable to watch than this (laughs) (laughs) um it was felt like that movie at times where it's just like at least dane dehan wasn't on screen but because the valerian is just dane dehan and cara delavine being terrible actors with um the worst CGI in the world around them. And that was entertaining because you mm-hmm. knew it was bad. This was like, like you said, Keelan, it was like not good, but not bad. It's like indifferent, <laughs> like, like the worst thing a movie could be. Um, and that's kind of how I felt about the jumping between multiverses. Yeah. Um, they, they did introduce, um, some, I wouldn't say, uh, no way home level, cameos um but some pretty big ones um like they brought back uh uh miss dr x mr x professor x professor x from the x-men movies and it was um which was my, i think my favorite part of the movie yeah it was cool um who i've i forget who the actor is who, who plays patrick that. Stewart. stewart yes yeah um so so he reprises patty. that role patty um uh, the, um, Captain Carter, uh, from, from what if, did you see what if? No, I, I tried watching one of the episodes and I, I watched the, <laughs> I watched the Dr. Strange one. I was in line at a Taco Bell, um, and I got like 75% through watching that. While I was wow. Worst Taco Bell ever. Yeah. Don't go to the Taco Bell on sunset. It's, it takes forever, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I got like 75% through that episode, and I never watched the ending of it. I have no interest in watching What If, I don't think. But I know that she's in, she's one of the characters. There was a lot of cameos from What If, um, okay. which I thought was actually kind of cool. They kind of brought some of that full circle a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Like the zombie Doctor Strange, um, that's in What If. And, um, obviously Captain Carter is in what if, um, Scarlet Witch being really, really bad is also in what if, um, so, you know, they kind of set it up with that a little bit, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. but again, not nearly as, I don't think that the audience was nearly as set up for how dark the movie was, but. Anyway, talking about cameos, yeah, I enjoyed Professor X um, coming into this. Um, that mm-hmm. was like probably my favorite moment where I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Because mm-hmm. I love, I love um, the old X Men, especially the first three, mm-hmm. um, and having Professor X in there. Like, 
just having Patrick Stewart and um, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine on screen is a great time. Um, yeah. And so I, I really, I mean, obviously Hugh Jackman's not in this. Um, I kind of wished he was, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that was kind of, kind of cool. Yeah, and they also introduced uh, Reed Richards, who is the Fantastic Four leader or something. Um, and it's John Krasinski. Yeah, um, at least in that universe, it's John Krasinski. Um, and I assume I know they're they're uh, making a, a Fantastic Four movie, and I hope uh, he stays as um, Reed Richards because he's awesome. He they all all those characters only lasted a, like. 15 minutes because WandaVision kills all of them. Yeah. In every single one. Very gruesome ways. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. There's, um, yeah, go ahead. There's this one, uh, character, uh, I don't know. I'm going to call him mouth man. Uh, <laughs> he, he like sings and kills people. Um, cause he can talk really loud. Um, and, uh, WandaVision like takes his mouth away, like removes his mouth, so it's just like there's no mouth, I guess. And he screams and basically it liquidizes his entire head. Um, and it's disgusting. She she cuts Captain Carter in half, uh, she snaps Patrick Stewart's neck. She turns Reed Richards into uh, shredded cheese, and I think she just crushes uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, there's another Captain Marvel. Um, was she? I don't remember Captain Marvel. Um, was she her friend? Is that who uh, that character was? I don't know. Okay, it's it's not Brie Larson. It's it's someone. No, else. it was a different. Captain Marvel, which was fine. Uh, mm -hmm. It was just that, you know, that universe's Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's the only thing that makes me a little bit worried about the Reed Richards thing is because, like, in, in No Way Home, obviously, Peter Parker was played by three different actors. Um, and so... But I feel like you don't, you don't bring that... You don't cast John Krasinski for a cameo like that. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I... I when I saw John Krasinski, I went, "Oh, I'm not sure if he can do this because there's a difference between playing Jim in the Office, playing Jack Ryan, playing a dad from A Quiet Place. There's a mm -hmm. difference between all of that and wearing a full body suit that's tights and still being serious. And only a select few people can do that. Mm -hmm. um, and he did well. He was yeah. great. I thought." Um, just like the inflection in his voice and stuff, he was definitely just very much John Krasinski, but it really worked. Um, and so I was kind of a worried that <laughs> John Krasinski wouldn't fit the tone of this mm -hmm. movie um, because his voice is hard to have that. And obviously the only horror movie we've seen him in, he doesn't talk at all because it's supposed to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. So, but I was pleasantly surprised that even though he was um, in a full body suit, tight, tight, full bodysuit that he could still be a good commanding on-screen presence so that was good um if there's another if they reboot the fantastic four for the 17th time <laughs> then not because it's good like batman um but because they're all trash um maybe if they reboot it again then him being reed richards would be pretty cool yeah. i'd watch it big john yeah. krasinski fan yeah i the whole professor x thing 
Um, it was really, really cool when Professor X like went into Wanda's mind mm-hmm. and like found or went into Scarlet Witch's mind, found Wanda in there, like trapped. And he's like, hey, I think I can get you out. And I was like, oh, Professor X to save the day. I love it. Oh, but then uh, the Scarlet Witch is really scary and s- snaps his neck. Yeah. And that was like, you saw it. And I was like, oh, so to me, it was kind of like Professor X is so powerful that only the two most powerful beings in the entire universe or in the entire MCU can kill him. Dark Phoenix from X-Men and Scarlet Witch. So I thought that that was kind of poetic in a way because Mm -hmm. it's like Professor X is that influential and powerful that it took the most, the two most super crazy monstrous villains to kill him. So I thought that Mm -hmm. was interesting. Yeah. Um, Where was Professor X when uh, Thanos was killing everybody? That's what I want to know. He would have just got into his mind and been fine yeah oh man um they also uh they got away with this because it was robots but uh scarlet witch kills a bunch of robots um that are full of uh like dark like uh, oil oil basically yeah and so she has a bunch of oil splattered on her um that's it really looks like blood for a lot of it and um so yeah it's the whole end is a essentially a wanda covered in blood chasing a 15 year old and she's like limping and she's like walking all crazily and uh her eyes are glowing it's like it's genuinely like kind of creepy um and it just yeah i don't know i her being uh, a villain isn't necessarily my problem with it. Um, it's it's that she was treated like like what other people were saying, like Mike Myers, like a like a I don't know. It just didn't. It felt like she was like just I don't know. It just yeah I don't know. Like a monster, <laughs> which I guess she's she is because she kills a bunch of people, but. It, I don't know. I just wasn't sold on that aspect. Like, especially knowing what we know from WandaVision. Yeah. From the show. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then they threw it away. They threw, they had that throw a line, throw away line. Um, the dark, the dark hold is a book. She uses a book that she uses. Um, <laughs> book. <laughs> and, uh, I guess that changes people to be bad and so that's why she's bad. Um, but, yeah. Then yeah. she she finds a mountain with some demons and learns that she's meant to, she was prophesized to be the ruler of everything. Um, also, here's what I don't understand, and they might have explained this in WandaVision. She created her kids, with magic. Why can't why doesn't she just recreate them with magic? Why does she why is she bent on going to another universe and and essentially kidnapping them? Especially after learning her lesson to let vision go. Yeah. Why couldn't she let the kids go too? Especially because they're fake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and if they're fake, why do why do they exist in all the other universes? I don't like 
right? Because it seemed like like every other universe had the same sort of person as was in other universes, just a different sort of kind of. So I guess them existing in other universes works, even though they were fake. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Um, yeah, I, there's like straight up possession in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, it's, it's a little much, I think for PG 13. Um, I'm not sure that there's other PG 13 possession movies. This isn't like straight on, you know, demon possession until a certain point. Cause they're really just possessing themselves in mm-hmm. a different universe. Um, like Wanda possesses herself in a different universe and Dr. Strange does the same mm-hmm. until there's like these like weird, almost like the Dementor things from Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. What is that? Harry Potter five or six, uh, three. No, no, I'm talking about the part when they're in the water, him and I oh. think that's six. Oh yeah. When him uh-huh. and Dumbledore are in the water and those like weird creatures are pulling them down. Yeah. Those exact creatures basically <laughs> basically possess and like come out of Doctor Strange. And so that was like, okay, we, you know, we were walking the possession line here with possessing, you know, their own selves in different universes, but now we were like full on. And so I was like, dude, this is this is the roughest PG-13 movie. Um I think if there was like one extra cuss word like not even the F word, but another cuss word, it would be like, okay, it's R. That's mm-hmm. how that's how close to the line I think that they were. Um, and I've, if you're going to make it R, make it R, but don't don't make it seem like you can take your whole family to it. <laughs> yeah. I think that Marvel is in, a, in I think, Disney um, itself with um, all of the... I've talked about this before. With all the shows that they're putting out every single week for Star Wars and Marvel, I think they're really losing touch with their audience, um, with Marvel and Star Wars in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this movie really sort of proves that for me, um, where it's, you know, it's not, not, it's not necessarily like what the people want, but every Marvel movie that comes out, maybe with the exception of Spider-Man No Way Home, um, every Marvel movie that comes out just makes me think you should have stopped at Endgame, uh, when you were ahead mm-hmm. and when you can put a bow on it. Um, just like I think Star Wars should have stopped with, um, Revenge of the Sith. Just keep the six. I mean, a lot of people would say just stop with six and do four, five, six, and that's it. And that's fine too, but with Star Wars. But um, yeah, I'd say this movie kind of just made me think maybe we should have just stopped with with Endgame and Mm -hmm. uh, been fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think... um, Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think the next one is Thor... Um, which, which looks good, but, um, that's also, I think that's more of a director thing. Taika Waititi, I I think he just does really good stuff. Um, yeah, he's, he's really good at doing the goofy, like Thor Ragnarok was just so good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, this, I will say I, I, think i no I, I would put this right next to eternals and just like uh hmm. i watched it it happened probably will never watch it again yeah i'd say this is about as good as that um maybe a little worse for me because of the 
misuse of the audience, I think, with mm-hmm. how dark this was. Um, and I mean, I, I am someone who can handle this kind of stuff, this kind of dark stuff in movies. Um, I don't often because uh, I don't want to watch these kind of types of movies by myself. <laughs> um, and my wife can handle them too, but it's harder for her. And so we just don't as yeah. often. Um, so when there's a dark movie like this, it has to kind of have more of a silver lining than this one did kind of like, um, quiet place one and two have, um, there's mm-hmm. a big, you know, under uh, like a very big family value undertone to the whole movie, um, that we really enjoy. And this just didn't have that. And so, um, I, yeah, it was kind of just a little rough. This is just a little rough. Yeah. Do not take your child to this without seeing it first, unless your child is 30. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just saying. Then that's like, that's like across the board. If you're a Christian or not or whatever, I, I really don't think that matters. This is like, this is kind of a lot. <laughs> this is a lot it's, for a movie. Yeah. Um, any anything else before we rate it? I know that it might have seemed kind of fast when we went through through this, but honestly not. I don't it, know if there's much more to say. Yeah. Um, um Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Don't yeah. uh don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. Yes. Yeah. And if you like to scare your kids, <laughs> watch this with them <laughs> for sure. Should we rate this bad boy? I think we probably should. Do you want me to give the uh, ratings across the thing? Yeah, go for it. IMDB gave it a 7.6. Rotten, which is pretty high for IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it at 75%, and the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes was an 88%, which is pretty high. So, yeah. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, you can go first. All right. All right. All right. All right. This, because of all the the things that I mentioned, there were things about it um, that I felt that they did pretty well. Like, um, I think that like just the overall plot of the movie, um, was focused and it Mm -hmm. it knew kind of what it was about in that aspect. Um, so that was good. Um, you know, that's, we talked about that with the Batman, how it wasn't really sure what it was about. And then, Mm -hmm. um, that was very evident in fantastic beasts. That movie has no idea what it's actually about. (laughs) And I still have no idea what it's about. Um, this was different than that. So it was at least focused on the plot. Um, we just didn't like where it went with the plot. And so, um, I will give that to it. Um, the music was good. The acting was good. Um, some of the dialogue was cheesy. I appreciate that Marvel is giving creative liberties to different directors and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that 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 this should have been I don't know. I this movie's fine, but it wasn't marketed that way. If it was marketed differently, if it had a different rating, I might feel differently, but um with all of those things and the um significant visual I'm 27 and there's some visual stuff in this where I was like, "Oh, wow." Like when 
what's his name? Black Bolt, I think is his name. The guy with the mouth, mouth mm-hmm. man. Yeah. When he like gets his brain turned to jelly, like they show it. I was like, yeah. oh, like it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that whole 20 minute sequence of Wanda just kind of killing everyone um, was a little bit much for me. Um, all these things to say, I'm going to rate it a C minus, um, give it 70%. Um, this is not my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I still think as a movie as a whole, the second Thor movie is the worst um, Marvel movie to date, I think. Um, but at least I can recommend that people watch that with their whole family and like still sort of enjoy it. This I would not recommend. So I would not recommend most people watch this Um Mom, dad, if you're listening, skip this one. <laughs> um, yeah. Skip this one. 70% for me. A 7 out of 10, which if your IGN is a not, a, not a bad rating, but if you're flicks and clicks, that's a pretty bad one. So 70% C- minus for me. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you with the rating. I would probably say, yeah. I'll go 71. Um, and... Yeah, I I guess the only way part that I am different on is I, I, I think I would recommend this um, if you're um, like if you want to stay up to date with the Marvel stuff. Um, uh, yeah, it, but I don't think it's like groundbreaking or or anything in that sense. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, doesn't feel like a marvel movie but it's not it doesn't feel like a marvel movie in a bad and like it it that's not a good thing i guess is what i'm saying um and yeah i the everyone uh does a fine job uh portraying their characters it's just yeah the some of the character arcs are uh retreading of old ground is that how you say it i don't know um yeah yeah i don't yeah i I I feel (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i'm like really rusty with this podcast thing or what but like i can't form complete thoughts and maybe it's just because this movie is insane and it's just hard to to talk about your head turned to scrambled egg by sitting in a hotel (laughs) in a different country for a while um I think one thing that we didn't talk about is uh, Christine Porter. Oh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams' character, yeah, Doctor Strange's um, love attraction in his series. Um, I they've always done this with her character. They've they've never given her enough screen time in any Doctor Strange thing that she's in, and this is no different um, to that. So. Plus, when they did give her screen time in this movie, it was a different universe version of her. So mm-hmm. it was kind of just silly to me. Um, Rachel McAdams is great, but they didn't give her a whole lot to do in this one. Because yeah. they were too busy showing you Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets <laughs> with the CGI. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we can briefly talk about the post credit scenes. One was Charlize Theron punching a hole into the multiverse and saying, Dr. Strange, we need you. And then he's like, okay. And then they leave. And then his third eye appears. Yeah. And then his third eye appears <laughs> and looks terrible. It looks like, it looks like one of those makeup eyes, like, like 
like they just put makeup on him. Yeah, there's to make there's it look like, like an eye. Yeah, there's no like depth to it. It's like it, it looked like a like two D. Yeah, like a video game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the the other post credit scene was um, Bruce Campbell. Here's the thing: is he, him and uh, and uh, Sam Raimi work a lot together. Um, he was in all three of the Spider Man movies. Yep. Um, and it was rumored that in the fourth one it was going to be revealed that he's um he's a uh, mysterio um, oh interesting because he he he's different characters in all the in all the spider-man movies um, right and i thought for sure they were going to do something with that since it they brought back brought back bruce campbell but no he's just a hot dog vendor who punches thought, himself in the face i thought that was kind of um like the cruelest thing that Doctor Strange did. He made yeah. him punch. They made that guy punch himself for three weeks. Yeah. That's like everyone in the theater was just like, ha 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 ha. I was like, dude, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Um, anyway, it was the only thing, um, not him punching himself, but his post credit scene was the only thing that made me laugh in this movie. But he, <laughs> he, he finally stops punching himself and then he looks directly in the camera and laughs, and he's like, "It's over," and that's how <laughs> the movie ends. Yeah, so it's like literally saying it's over. It was kind of like Sam Raimi going, "We have to put a post credit scene in here because it's the MCO, but post credit scenes suck." Yeah. So here you go, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but, funny. Um, yeah. So I guess, I guess there will be a third one. Um, yeah. And and uh, Doctor Strange will not be involved, and I assume um, a lot of the upcoming movies because he's in a different universe now and doing something with Charlie's Theron. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah. There you go, man. I don't know what else there is to say about the multi madverseness. Yeah. That was DJ Funny Bones and the multiverse of <laughs> Madness. Um <laughs> DJ Funny Yep. <laughs> Um, you got anything else to say? Not really. Isn't there, wasn't there a movie that comes out in a couple weeks that we should review? Um, I can't remember what the movies that are coming up are. I don't know. I know Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan is this month. Um, Oh yeah. Did you see the new trailer for that? Yes. Oh, Oh, did you see the trailer for Avatar 2? Yeah. Yeah. I'm holy smokes. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I I um I liked the first one enough um and I'm just more excited about one the visuals and to see what cuz they totally revolutionized how they, how to do like animation and motion capture and stuff. Yep. Um so I'm wondering if they're going to do some more innovations with that. And I think they filmed 3 of them back to back, 3 or 4 of them um back to back. Awesome. So which, does that mean they're going to be released every other year now? Every year, I think, yeah. Oh, um, that's That's awesome. the plan, as far as I remember. Um, and I always like when movies do that because it makes me trust that they have a story that they want to tell. They're not like, they make one and then wait to see how good it is to make the second part. They're like, no, this is the story. It needs to be however many parts. So I think that'll be yeah. pretty cool. Um, I don't There's always uh, Minions Rise of Gru comes out. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen... Uh, um, everything everywhere all, all at once. No. 
I have heard incredible things about that. Is um, that the multiverse movie? Mm-hmm. It's it brings back uh, I'm forgetting his name the the actor who was short round in Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that one that's one I want to watch, and then also, uh, um, the unbearable weight of massive talent. I haven't Which, seen a preview for that. That's the one with Pedro Pascal and um, and Nick Cage. Oh or, yes, yeah, that looks hilarious. Yeah, um, I've heard good things about that one too, but. I'd like to see a movie with those two yahoos in it. That yeah. sounds awesome. We just watched, Briar and I just watched Gone in 60 Seconds the other day. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. It's like the OG Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Um, yeah, I'd yeah. say I think, uh, think Obi-Wan and Stranger Things 4 are mm-hmm. some of the things that I'm most excited about. There aren't a whole lot of movies. I, I'll probably see Thor. Yeah. Um, because it seems, I mean, it's Taika Waititi, so it seems like it'll be um, pretty funny, um, like Ragnarok was. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. But I guess the new Top Gun that, comes out pretty soon. I, I'm really excited for that one. Wasn't um, that supposed to release like the beginning of 2020? Probably, I think, yeah. Wow. Um, Tom Cruise is, uh, is a wacky man, but he <laughs> is the amount of stunts. He does all of everything he flies all those except for like the fighter jets because the the military wouldn't allow him to fly that but he he has all this pilot license and he flies all those planes i've i've seen videos of him doing stunts for mission impossible where he he like drifts a car downstairs does a 360 and like switches it into reverse all like doing it the all at the same time. Like he's, the guy's crazy, but I think that's going to be a good one. Those scenes in, I think it's Ghost Protocol, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, where he's literally doing like barrel rolls in a helicopter down a ravine. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's him flying it, and that was a real ravine. And yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> he, yeah, he's, he's nuts. He does. He did his own halo jumps, and he was literally strapped to the side of a cargo plane as it took off. On the outside. <laughs> it's insane. Um, I haven't seen a single Mission Impossible movie. I talk a lot about all these stunts that he does, but I don't think I've ever actually seen a movie where he does that stuff because it's just not my, not my type of movies. Um, something for me, uh, just the other day, um, Cobra Kai season four. Ooh. No, season... Season five. Season five um, yeah. was announced to be releasing like three or four months earlier. So it's going to be this September. I'm so stoked for that. What's your number one hyped thing? Obi-Wan. Okay. Yeah. I think mine is Avatar 2. Really? I got to be honest. I love the first Avatar. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't really think that it deserved all the hype. I do think it deserved all the hype. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's basically um, Pocahontas Mm -hmm. and that story, but... I, every time I watch it, my jaw just goes, my, my jaw just drops because of how incredible the visuals are. Yeah. Um, and the story is really, really, really entertaining. Um, and so I just really, yeah, man, James Cameron, wasn't he like, yeah, there's the story of like, he was waiting for the CGI to get good enough, but wasn't he also like trying to explore the deepest depths of the ocean, like in real life? And that's why he hasn't been directing movies. <laughs> Probably. I don't I'm know. pretty sure he was like 
him and a, a team of like scientists like invented this new submarine that can go down to the very deepest depths of the ocean, and he went in it <laughs> down there. Man. So, what a guy! Yeah, I I think they're also re-releasing um, the first Avatar's like remastered. Like I think they're updating. Unless Dang. I made that up. Um, well, if that goes in the theater, we should go see it before the second one. Yeah, I never saw I never saw the first Avatar in theaters, so I, I didn't get the full experience. But it was the first it was the first Blu-ray movie I ever saw, and we watched it on uh, our first HD TV, and so that was like wow, really, yeah, that was you remember big that step. one, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, those are those are the w- cool things. Wanda Madness, out. man. Wanda Madness, love it. Well, this was a great one. Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little <laughs> sluggish still, but I'm me too. I'll, I'll be back in the groove of it. We're um, grooving, 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 grooving for a bruising. Well, I hope Jordan and Daniel and all of the seven thousand other people that have been on the show are doing okay. Maybe yeah. we'll have them on again soon. Yeah, we sh- we should. Not really sure. People's schedules, man. Plus, yeah. I'm going to have... I'm not. My wife is having a baby very soon, so things are going to change then. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch you in a couple weeks here. Yeah. Well, wash yourself. It's good advice. It's what I live by. Goodbye. Maybe if we was having a roast chicken one night or something.